I believe in the power of praise. I believe it is something that we don't do enough, as you can feel in the room and the atmosphere today. It's being down, it's not newness or the music. It's not the lights being down, it's not newness or uh, a building. It's a place where you can live. When who you are approaches God with thanksgiving, and that thanksgiving goes into praise. That's what praise is. So it starts with thanksgiving all the time. I don't know if you were here from the start of the service, but there was this theme going in the room, this thanksgiving. God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for what you're going to do. And all of a sudden, there's this place, this place that you cross from the outer courts into the inner courts. That's what happens. In fact, the children of Israel, when they used to have a worship service, there was an outer court and an inner court. And what would happen in the outer court is they would come into the gates, enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. That was actually happening. It's not a fun song. It's not a rhyme. It's not something. It actually happened. They would come in. All of them would come in through the gates into the outer court, and they would begin to give God thanks. That's what happened. Then from there, the priests would go into the inner courts. Back then, it was something tangible, sacrifice of praise. Back then, it was something tangible. They would sacrifice and say, God, we praise you. So when Thanksgiving meets the sacrifice of praise, what happens? The tangible presence of God shows up. That's exactly what happens. Psalm 100, that's what it's teaching us. It says this, Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Everybody is shouting this, is singing this. In fact, some people believe, some theologians believe the first three verses, they would do this all together. And then verses four and five, they would just receive it. It would just say, serve the Lord with gladness. Kind of like what we were doing, you know. We had quite a few people loving to party in the front. CJ came across, high-fived me and said, you said we were going to do a party, so I'm here to party. And I said, go party. <laughs> I said, that's right. She came up, come before him with joyful singing. Come on, that's what we were doing. We were singing with our hearts. Verse 3 says, know that the Lord himself is Who? God. God, you alone are God. It is He who made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. You know what the pasture is? The presence of God. Doesn't it feel like everything's going to be okay? In our own lives, in other people's lives, all the requests that we came in here with, everything's going to be okay. That's His pasture. Psalm 23 tells us that. Lay down in his pasture. Enjoy his presence. Verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. 
Give thanks to Him. Bless His name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. And His faithfulness to all generations. What we are doing here is not just right now. What we are doing here is looking back at 2018 and saying, God, you have been faithful, 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 and today you're saying you are faithful, you are faithful, you are faithful, and to all generations coming up in the future, I don't even know, God, if I'm going to make it, but for my kids, you are faithful, and my kids' kids, you are faithful, you are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. See, according to Psalm 100, me, you are faithful. See, according to Psalm 100, we are to shout joyfully. We are to serve the Lord. We are to come before Him. We are to know Him. We are to enter His presence. And we are to give thanks to Him and bless His name. Oh, thank you, Jesus, and I bless your name because I know where it's coming from. I know it's coming from your hand. See, praise changes the atmosphere. It changes the atmosphere. That's what praise does. Praise declares victory regardless of the outcome. That's what praise did. You know, the children of Israel... They were taught this time and time again after every, before every battle. What do you mean I got to go around the, the walls seven times? What were they doing? It wasn't the walking that did it. What were they doing? They were quiet. It wasn't loud. And what happened at the very last time? That's a shout of praise. See, that's why victory happens in our life. Sometimes we're waiting for the victory before our praise is given. That's not biblical praise. We praise regardless of the results. Our God is purposeful in what He... Our God is faithful. Our God is purposeful in what He's doing. This is why I believe praise is a weapon. It's a weapon. Some of you guys, you don't need to get your permit for this. All you got to do is open your mouth, open your heart, approach this throne room with praise and say, God, here I am. I recognize who you are. I come in with thanksgiving and I recognize your presence. See, there's a response behind every praise. There is. This is why I love it. When we get out, and I mean, you know, I don't want anybody making it up and doing it just to show people that you can dance good or something. I don't really want anyone lifting their hands just because that's what we do as Pentecostal people. No, that's not what I want you to do. I, I want you to do it out of a place in your heart that comes forth, that comes out. See, there's a response behind every praise. And the Lord told me there's a response behind every lack of praise. See, either way, you may think that there's no response, but there is. When we're in the presence of God in 2018, almost 2019, we can take advantage 
of what the, the people and the children of Israel never had. We were never allowed to go into the inner courts. We were never allowed. Only the, the high priest will get to feel what we've been feeling this morning. And yet Jesus made a way made a way for us to come into his presence and sometimes uh, sometimes our pride gets in the way sometimes life gets in the way sometimes stuff gets in the way sometimes emotions get in the way and we just sit there and we say God you come to me and we're missing out on a moment we're missing out on the presence of Jesus right here in our midst and we can leave never the same again sometimes we choose to lead the same. See, I think real praise comes from a heart of gratitude. This is why praise takes humility. This is why for some folks it's easy to lift your hands. <laughs> because you just don't care. You know what God has done in your life. You know what God has done in your home. You know what God has given you this year, and it doesn't matter what 2019 brings, it doesn't matter what 2018 said, it don't matter what the news says, God is faithful, God is mighty, God is strong, God is worthy, if you believe that, take about 30 seconds, He is worthy, He is worthy, come on if you believe that, take about 30 seconds and give Him praise this morning, give Him praise. Open your mouth and give Him praise. God, we love you. We love you. And our hearts are full of gratitude. Our hearts are full of gratitude. It's full, Lord. It's full of gratitude. It's full of gratitude. If you're in this place right now and you're saying, God, I want that. Maybe you're in this place right now and you're saying, Jesus, I sense you. I want to give you a few things real quick, real quick, because I know sometimes we can get emotional as Pentecostal people and get into the emotions, but this, is, this needs to be a life. This needs to be the way we live. This needs to be how we come every week, regardless of the end of the year, beginning of the year, the middle of the year, the end of the week, we're in church or not. This needs to be where we live. The first thing that we see that forms this heart of gratitude in this scripture is this. God is worthy of our highest, our highest, our highest praise, our highest praise and adoration. Verse 1 says this, shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Joyfully. He didn't just say, hey, just start in your spirit and shout to the Lord in the game. Get connected. Get joy in your spirit and shout to the Lord. Speak out. You know that word, it's funny. If you look at the Hebrew word for praise, it's halal. You're familiar with this word. Maybe some of you guys are because it, it, of the word hallelujah. Maybe you heard that today. People screaming hallelujah. Well, what does it mean? It means celebrate with exuberance, clamorous, loud, to boast in and of who? The Lord. That's what we do. When you get up and you clap 
and you raise your hands and you look a little crazy for Jesus every now and then, you know what you're doing? You're being exuberant. You're being a little wild, a little crazy. But that's what the hallelujah means. It ain't just this real, quiet, somber hallelujah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But this is what Scripture teaches us. Hello, meaning I will boast of the Lord. Come on, if you're a follower of Jesus, do you have something to boast about? Do you have something in your life to give God praise about? You got something in your spirit that can get up, rise up and say, Jesus, I praise you. Thank you, Jesus, for 2018 and 17 and 16. And you know what? I'll go ahead and praise you for 2019 because I know you're. See, another word happens. I know my life is in your hands. Amen. See, another word for praise is your dog literally means to use the hand. See, I was raised Anglican. My hands were held tight. Cannot do it. This is the house of the Lord. We will. Don't. Don't. Emotions. No. But you know what's really happening is the spirit of the God, of God is here. And guess what your hands are doing, which you're not allowing your hands to do? Yadah. It's saying to lift your hand. I want to praise. See, some of us, we look at God like we look at the cops. The only time we lift our hands is when it's time to surrender. God, you caught me. I'm going to go ahead and give up. I lift my hands now. Now that I'm in trouble, I lift my hands. But we got to learn what praise is. You do it before. You do it regardless of what's happening in your life. I looked at a few examples of highest praise in the Bible. Come on. First Chronicles 15 and 16, 2 Samuel 6, the ark of the Lord coming through Jerusalem. You know this. David praising and dance with all his might along with the priests and the Israelites naked. He definitely highest praise and he was naked. You talk about embarrassing. Now, nobody take your clothes off today. Please leave it on. You will turn into a quick distraction. Ain't no highest praise happening this way. Right? But you know what? We got a lot to go to that point. Sometimes our standard is so here. We need to push the bar a little bit. We got to get a little crazy for Jesus sometimes. Ezra 3, 10 to 13, another powerful example of praise. Second Chronicles 20, King Jehoshaphat and Judah is about to be annihilated. They don't stand a chance. Humanly speaking, they seek the Lord through a call to fasting and praying, and God comes through, and guess what? They don't even need to fight. They fall down in their faces. This was their weapons. They fall down on their faces with worship. They worship with voices loud and high. They praise the beauty of the holiness of God with David's songs. The enemy annihilates each other. Come on, somebody. I mean, that's who we serve. Well, what are y'all doing so busy going to church? 
What are you doing lifting your hands? I mean, have you seen what 2018 looks like? Battles that you had to face and fight and oblivious? Do you not see all the battles that you had to face and fight and go through and the loss in your life? And the people that betrayed you or the people that talk about you or the fact that you were supposed to get a raise and you never got a raise and you were looked over and someone else was chosen? It doesn't matter. Because if you're too busy worshiping, if you're too busy praising, God's going to worry about the rest. God's going to fight the battles on your behalf. Second Chronicles 7, Solomon dedicates this temple. This amazing scene. Years and years and resources and people about to go ahead and declare that this is how much the presence of the Lord is worth to them. And you know what happens? They approach with praise, with thanksgiving, and fire comes down from heaven and consumed the offering and the sacrifice. The presence of God was so strong, the priests couldn't even enter the inner courts. It was bleeding out. That's what it could be like. You know, my prayer every time we meet here is that this neighborhood would change just because I think our grass ought to be a little... I think it's possible. I think our grass ought to be a little greener and it just starts going out from here. And people start being like, you know, I don't know what it is. As soon as I get 10 yards close to that property, something happens to me. What is that building? Is that a racquetball court or was it an athletic center? Or is that a church? What kind of name is New Song? Come on. <laughs> it can happen. The presence of God ministering to people is so strong. See, they were on their faces worshiping God with their highest praise. Their highest praise. When we come into the presence of God, we are to give him the highest praise. See, the second thing we see is that God is worthy of our cheerful service. Cheerful service. I ain't talking about just serving in church, even though that's awesome. That's great. And I love that. I'm talking about our whole Life, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful singing. Come before Him with what? Joyful singing. No one enjoys being served by a moping person. See, how often do we as believers say things like this? Because we, we have to. We pray because it's what we ought to do. The things that I know every time I do this, there's a tension. Attention is this. Well, Pastor, I know, I know you said it's coming and I enjoyed the cookies and the food in Christmas time. But you know, I'm trying to do this like Atkins diet thing and I got to have a lot of protein in January and you're asking us to fast. I mean, do we really, does it really work? Does it really work? I mean, we're going to have prayer again at noontime from 12 to 1. Monday through Thursday, we're going to have a Wednesday night service. You really think it works? Oh, yes, it does. 
And even if it didn't, it is my cheerful service unto the Lord to be in his presence. Why wouldn't I want to be in the presence of the Lord? See, the reason why this building exists is so that we can stop our lives and come to it. You can find it anywhere, anywhere you want. You can find it in the shower, in your car ride. You can do whatever you want. But we are dedicating this place to who? Jesus. The presence of the Lord lives in this place. Because we pray that this will be a house of hope, a house of prayer. And therefore, it is our cheerful service to come to the Lord and to say, God, here I am. See, we often attend worship services. It was 11 o'clock, 10 a.m., Pastor. You changed it from 11. It was 11 o'clock. I could sleep in. You made it an hour earlier to 10. You know, some of my orange friends, they're here. Pastor, you moved it back to 10. The time right now, when are we going to be done? The Browns are playing today. The wings are waiting on me. See, sometimes the presence of God is like a slow cooker. It's going to let it simmer like a real nice pot roast. If you take it out too early, you're missing out on the goodness of God. If you leave it in there too long, it's just too dry and manufactured. You got to do it at the right time. Holy Spirit, how are you speaking to me? What are you saying to me? What are you doing inside of me? We give because it's what we have to do. No, no. We give because we are cheerful givers of our time. I didn't get to money yet. Everyone relax. Of our talents, of our energy, of our emotions, of our mental capacity, of our physical body, we can give to the Lord. See, we can give and do things out of a cold sense of obligation. See, believers often do things out of a cold sense of obligation rather than a heart overflowing with gratitude. Watts, the great hymn writer, says this, let those Refuse to sing who never knew our God. But favorites of the heavenly king must speak his praise abroad. Lloyd John Ogilvy wrote this, Joy is the outward sign of the inner experience of what? Grace. Gladness, not grimness, is the distinguishing mark of anyone who is truly thankful for the goodness of the Lord. That's who we are. You're going to hang me upside down and crucify me? I'm going to get killed for my faith? Go ahead. You're going to imprison me? Go ahead. I cannot stop Jesus from flowing out of a heart of gratitude. You don't think they were scared? Oh, yes, they were, but they had something else happening inside of them as they gave their hearts and lives for the gospel. Many people, even today, imprisoned. China, people being killed in India and other places for their faith. 
all because of a heart of gratitude. Take away everything, but you will not. I cannot go back. I cannot go back. You can take away everything, but you will not take away Jesus. See, our lives should reflect the joy of knowing Jesus. It should reflect it. Our life should be like a mirror. It should be just like a mirror. You know, I didn't have a mirror. I didn't have time to buy a mirror. It's pretty close. If I keep moving this, you can kind of see it, can't you? What is that? I'm getting it in everyone's eyes. <laughs> right? I don't want anyone missing from it. What is it? But is it coming from this? It's reflecting. See, we, can, we got to be people that reflect Jesus. That's who we are, called to be. We don't have to manufacture anything. It just needs to be a reflection like a mirror. That when people come across us, we're like a mirror of Jesus. And Jesus, the light of the world, is reflecting off of us and saying, there's hope. Don't give up. Hey, your job's not that bad. Keep it. It helps pay for the bills. Keep it. <laughs> don't just quit. Hey, by the way, your family's not that crazy. It may be a little eccentric, but they're all right. You can help them. It's a reflection. It's a reflection of who Jesus is. Quickly, number three, God's ways, ways are higher. Verse three, ways are higher. I want you to tap your neighbor on the shoulder and say, God's ways are higher. Verse three says this, know that the Lord himself is good. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. Oh man, we were wonderfully and beautifully made in the image of God. He made us. He made you just the way you are. It's amazing, isn't it? What the scripture teaches us that we are his people. Come on. Walk into a room with some mojo. Walk into a room. Walk into your workplace like you got something that people need. Cause, you know, sometimes I, 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 sometimes I got to be honest, before I gave my heart to God years ago, I, I didn't know what Christians were doing. I, I didn't know if they were trying to debate with me or whisper to me or throw me a track or I didn't know what was going on. So we are to be confident in the Lord. We're to walk into a room and not be crazy, not be wild, not be obnoxious, not start hitting people with the Bible and saying, turn or burn. None of that stuff. All we got to do is reflect Jesus and be confident in who he is. And then all of a sudden, people are like, what do you have? What shows are you watching? <laughs> what books are you reading? It's, in fact, you don't even wait till Sunday morning. Just come on. It's called the presence of God. You should come check it out. You know what? In fact, you don't even wait till Sunday morning. Just come over to my place tonight. We'll throw on a worship CD. We'll go ahead and pray some. I might even bring out the anointing oil, but don't worry. We're not going to do the Old Testament way. We're just going to dab a little bit. You can do it. <laughs> Somebody just did a little dab. <laughs> See, no one assisted God in creation. No one advised him. There was no council, no committee. He alone is God. He said to Job, where were you? When I laid the foundations of the earth. Come on, Job 38. But Job is going through stuff. 
Jesus reminds him, hey, by the way, I'm not only in control of your life, but I'm in control of everything that's living and everything that you see and you don't see. Isaiah 55, 8, 9 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God made you and I. We have not made ourselves. And we've got to be careful sometimes as followers of Jesus. We kind of get puffed up every now and then. We start to believe like we got this thing figured out. And grace brings us to a great place of gratitude. Number four, forgiven heart. Figured out. I need the presence of God. Number four, forgiven hearts are thankful hearts. Forgiven hearts are thankful hearts. See, that's why when you praise God, if you've been forgiven of anything, which if you're a follower of Jesus, you've been forgiven of a lot. You ought to be so thankful. You ought to be people that not only just raise your hands, you, you, you can't stand still when you're praising God. You're going to, you know, you got, your knee's going to move. Your twinkie, your little pinky is going to twitch. You know, you, 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 you can't do it. Some of you guys may be like, I am never coming back to a praise party service again. You just, you, because I'm twitching. What, how, why am I twitching, pastor? You got to operate from a place of thankfulness because God has forgiven you of much. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his holy name. See, gratitude is the theme of this verse. Gratitude should be the theme of our lives. Gratitude should take us to the end of the year and say, God, I am so thankful. I am so thankful. I know you are in control. I know you are good. I know you are for me. You are not against me. You know what? The world is so negative. We are to speak something positive over our lives and our mind and say, God is going to see me need to pray. Number five just tired. God, give me supernatural strength. Maybe that's what you need to pray. Number five, God is good and trustworthy. God is good and trustworthy. God is good. Do, do we really believe that? Sometimes I try to get in the way. Just, just in case, God. I just want to let you know how I'd like this to work out. You know, I know you're good. I, I, we sang that song, and, you know. I came up there and praised. I know, but just in case, let me have a little bit of control. See, that's why he is trustworthy. Some of, the, some of us, we just need to tattoo this on our, our palms. Maybe your forehead, when you look at the mirror, every day when you're trying to get your hair did. <laughs> you got to say, let things go. God is trustworthy. Not only is he worthy of our praise, but he is trustworthy. We do not have to get our hands in it. Just be in step with the Lord. His statement, for the Lord is good, sums up God's character and is more than a sufficient reason for us to praise Him. So how good 
a sufficient reason. So how good is good enough? That's what it always comes down to, isn't it? God, I know you're good, but how good is good enough? See, God's good is good enough. Did you hear me? God's good is good enough. God's good is good enough. That's all we need. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says this, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. What is God's will for you? Come on, some of us were like, we want to do this, we want to do that, we want to go here, we want this stuff, we want this. God's will for you is what? To give thanks in all circumstances. He had learned how to give thanks in all circumstances. Who? Jesus. He understood that he was among the people of God. He was in, and when he realized we're counted as one among the people of God, we respond the same way we cannot. You hear me out. We cannot contain our praise. There's two things that's happening. Either you're not a follower of Jesus. I am a conservative and cannot. I have tried. I am a conservative, Indian, Canadian, Kuwaiti, American man. I have tried shoving it down, shoving it to the side, but I cannot because I give thanks in all circumstances for God is faithful and he's been faithful to you. Come on, if that's you right now and you believe that God's been faithful to you, I want you to get up on your feet. And give him the highest praise. 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 Come on, lift your voice. We don't need a band. We don't need a song. We can lift the name of Jesus higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. God, we give thanks in all circumstances. We give thanks in all circumstances. And we declare that you are good. You are good. You are good. You are good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Keep going. Keep going. We don't need music. We don't need music. We can praise the living God, the one true God, who is worthy, worthy, worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, come on, come on. Let's lift it up. Let's lift it up.